Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, so I have Nate Midor with me today, and it's actually via Zoom because unfortunately, and I'm saying unfortunately and fortunately for him, he lives in Phoenix, Arizona, but unfortunately for me, I'm not face-to-face with you, Nate, and I tell you, there's something about you and your energy that I just absolutely love. You would get up to speak the energy would exude that room and instant transformation because this podcast is called Untold Stories of Transformation. And I know this is not going to be shortage of a lot of information. <laughs> We're going to have to probably do two or three podcasts. <laughs> it's so interesting because you have such a plethora of a background. I know that you started out in radio broadcasting, which will talk about and you were hosting and producing radio shows you were a school director for Paul Mitchell schools success coach for Paul Mitchell schools marketing director for Paul Mitchell schools <laughs> and then you became the education director for salon service group the president and CEO of Great Plains SBCA which is for heroes and pets correct right so that's I exactly thought right it was really really cool and, but now you're an executive coach for a nonprofit, which I want to talk about. And you also own your own business because you're a student um, at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York. And you're launching a career helping people as a nutritional health coach because of your own journey of losing 70 pounds. We have so much to talk about. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, I don't sit still start. very much. <laughs> Tell me, let, let's back off a little bit because tell me your journey to get to where you are now because this podcast is called Untold Stories of Leadership Transformation because I believe so much, including myself, that many of us become human doings and we forgot that we're human beings. And I feel like you really tapped into that human being part especially in your recent journey of losing 70 pounds. And, and I know you have so many stories, but talk about your journey to get to where you are now. Yeah, so um, I've always been, I, I guess you would call someone that looks into, you know, let's look five years down the road. You know, where are we going to be five years down the road? And when I was in radio, um, this is probably an untold story, but um, it, I was in radio at 16 years old. I um, went to church with... Um, the owners of the radio station. And I kept asking them, I said, I know I'm only 16 years old, but please let me come and um, work the, the board. The board is what turns the music up and down and, and plays the commercials and all of that. So I said, let me come and do that. I'm very interested in that. And they said, okay, we'll let you come and do that. So um, I, I did that for about two weeks and I said, hey, can I talk? please let me talk. And they said, um, okay, Saturday night at eight o'clock when no one's listening, we'll <laughs> let you talk. So, <laughs> so I talked and they were blown away. They're like, okay, great. You know, you're, you're a young kid. You have a great voice, um, lots of energy. Um, so you have, we're going to give you a radio show. So I was in 11th grade in high school and I had my own radio show. I'd literally get out of school, out of high school, drive to the radio station, do the news, and be on the radio till eight o'clock. So while the music was playing, I was doing my homework and I got to do the news with um, news people, you know, so it was pretty good at that age. Um, and then I sat there my senior year in high school. I didn't have a lot to do. You know, you've already completed most of your credits. You, you're just hanging out kind of, you know, if, if you've been a good student. So my senior year in high school, I, um, created a business plan. I'm like, hey, I want to own this radio station. So I started jotting down commercials like, okay, so a commercial cost us X. And then I started looking at payroll and, and put all of these things together on like a spreadsheet. 
And um, I'm like, wow, I have a business plan, you know, so this is good. You know, I can make this work. So I went to the owners of the radio station. They're like, yeah, funny you say, Nate, we would like to sell the radio station. You know, it's something that we want to do. I said, okay, I want to buy it. I have no idea how I'm going to buy it, but let's, I'm going to buy it. So I took my business plan to the bank. Um, I took my business plan, a senior in high school, took my business plan to the bank and I said, hey, I created a business plan. I want to buy the radio station. And the president of the bank looked it over, um, you know, and said, hey, do you have any collateral? And I'm like, hey, mom and dad, what's collateral? You know, <laughs> do you have any of that? <laughs> so um, so I, I come up with the things I needed to come up with and bought the radio station and owned it for, for quite a while. Um, oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. So that's, 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 that's the start. Crazy. I think we hit something. I, I want to hit a nail on the head here because there's an untold story here, which is really, really cool. I think this is going to be called Be a Visionary because leaders see more and more and more before. And right. here you are in high school. I, I've never heard of this. I don't think I know anyone who's created a business in high school. In high school, and right? Hello. Um, something happened here. What was this transformational moment to think, that you could look way ahead because most people are thinking about yesterday or maybe the next day, but they're not thinking five years ahead and really creating plans to be this person. What, what happened to you? What transformational moment to cause that? That's, that's a great question. And, and the word comes up courage. You know, you have to have a lot of courage, but you develop that. And we develop that at different stages in our life, you know? Um, why I started developing courage, um, you know, I was, I, I was um, really tall, very skinny. I had bright red hair with four eyes. And um, I was the poster child of being bullied, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I was this poster child of everyone that they, people wanted to pick on. But I decided early in my life, and, and also to top it off, I grew up in Arkansas and was gay. You know, so <laughs> I had all of these things and um, <clears throat> I decided, I mean, I, I said in it for a while, I allowed people to kind of pick on me. And, and then one day I'm like, what if I just laugh with them about it? You know, what if I just laugh at myself a little bit and start building relationships and getting involved? So um, that's one thing I did early in life, probably in seventh grade, I had that realization of like, hey, what if I got involved with student council? What if I got involved, we had a, 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 this awesome Christian group. What if I got involved with that? Um, I got involved with our puppet ministry at church. I got involved with a lot of different things that helped build my confidence. Mm. So um, I, I chose to surround myself around individuals doing things. And I think that helped give me some courage. And that courage just went... Um, went crazy. You know, I, I started having a little bit more courage and a little bit more courage. And I'm like, wow, you know, um, it's not me. I got to build relationships with individuals and I got to see them for who they are and meet them for where they're at. And, and I, I, I realized that early in life. And that is what helps me, I think, develop, you know, become a, a visionary and see things, see things in a couple, a couple of years down the road or even five years down the road. So, wow. um, yeah. That's outstanding. I, I too was bullied. Um, I had uh, four eyes myself. So yeah. I, <laughs> I still do. Glasses <laughs> are pretty cool. So that's, that's a good thing. I get a lot of compliments. But back then, it was, you know, one of, I'm 50, I'm going to be 55. So back then, it was just looked down upon if you wore glasses. And I had those since fourth grade. And then I had terrible buck teeth. And so I was made fun of for my looks. And mm -hmm. so you and I shared that adversity, which is, is incredible because you really tapped into something super, super big. In fact, I was actually perusing your Facebook page, which is awesome, oh, by yeah. the way. I was looking <laughs> at it, and I'm doing an online mastermind with Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead, and you had a quote from oh, her. Yes. It hit me, and it says, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be someone else's survival guide. That was really powerful because that untold story of being the poster child of being bullied and walk me through that process. What, what's that untold story that 
made you want to, and, and I love this because to be a visionary, you have to develop courage. So how do you develop courage? Laugh at yourself and then <laughs> evolve and level up your squad. But what was that click moment that said, this is what I'm going to do? Because a lot of kids don't do that. As we know, there's been a lot of um, trouble in junior high, high school. There's been suicides are on the rise. What caused you to not go that route and said something clicked in your head. You said, I'm just going to laugh at myself, which I believe was a great attribute, by the way, I do too. And my husband says, I cannot believe how well you're at, can laugh at yourself. But I believe yeah. that started when I was getting bullied too, yep. so that I could overcome, you know, the thought process and of just being attacked, you know, from my personal looks. And then um, you said, get involved and then level up your squad. So think higher thoughts and get around uh, like-minded or higher-minded people, not like-minded, higher-minded people, right. right? What right. was that clicking moment for you? Do you recall? I do. So I, um, it was, it was early in, in, in like, it was in sixth grade, seventh grade was kind of my turning point, you know, or, or that time. And, and I was very quiet, you know, I was not outgoing at all. I knew I had it in me, uh, but <clears throat> I just wasn't outgoing at all. And I would had zero friends. You know, I would, um, I just was very depressed. I wanted to be someone else other than myself. So I'm like, oh man, I, I, I would love to be that person or that person. I don't want to be me anymore. You know, I want to be someone else. And um, something clicked in me and, and, it, and, and I'm just like, I'm good like the way I am. I just have to own it. You know, I have to be good with who I am and I have to allow people to know who I am because I'm, I think I'm a cool person, you know, <laughs> um, I just haven't shown that, you know, I haven't, I haven't let anyone know that, Hey, I'm a cool person, you know? Um, but I was, you know, I was very depressed for a very long time as a, as a kid. Um, until I, I, I just had, you know, I had to say, Hey, I, I, let's be good at being me. I don't want to be someone else, you know? And, and as I have grown up in my life and, and got to build relationships and experience other people, we're all in the same playing field. You know, we all want what's good. You know, we want to be, we want to have great relationships. You know, we want to, um, you know, we want to be liked. We want to have a great life. You know, we all want the same things. Um, so for me to say, hey, I want to be someone else is not fair to me and not fair to anyone else around me, you know, and, and yeah. yeah, suicidal thoughts, uh, those happen, you know, and, and depression and just being down on yourself and, and closing in instead of coming out, you know, so I, I think that's you know, that's an untold story. I've never told anyone that one, Tina. <laughs> I love it. No, that's powerful because for me, it was just truly understanding that I was valuable. You know, once mm -hmm. I realized at 18 that there was a God, it was like, wait a minute, God doesn't make junk. And how, exactly. who am I to look in the mirror and say, yeah. I'm junk. Like I should be yeah. somebody else. Like, no, God, you shouldn't have made me. Right. And so that was that transforming moment for me. And I can see that was for you as well. We, we share a lot in common yeah. when it comes with that. And so I think um, developing courage, part of that is understanding your value. And right. so, of course, being a visionary, you have to understand your value in order to be valuable and to add value exactly. to people. And so you did that, and then you decided you're going to buy this radio show. What happened with the radio show? What um, Did you sell it? Because um, I know you ended up going into the Paul Mitchell schools after that. Is that correct? That's that, Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So um, I owned it for several years, and... Um, this, the town, it was a very small town in Arkansas, you know, and it was, um, you know, it, I got, I saw it five years from now, you know, and I'm like, hey, I need to kind of spread my wings and fly a little bit. So um, I had the opportunity uh, to sell the radio station. Someone came to me and said, hey, we would love to buy the radio station. And I'm like, oh, this is a sign. <laughs> wow. So I um, had the opportunity to sell it and then started on a journey because that's that was my identity right you know uh, living in the small town um owning the radio station being very young you know i was involved in the community that was my identity so then i 
had to go out and create a, um, take my identity somewhere else. You know, I had to go out, all the lessons that I learned from growing up, I had to go to, I went to Little Rock, Arkansas. I did a radio show there for a while. It was Nate at night um, in Little Rock. That's <laughs> the best. Yeah, and um, I started falling in love with, I'd go to the salon um, mm. every four weeks, you know, and get my highlights. It's when I had hair. <laughs> you know, I was young. Um, so I, I fell in love with the stylists. They were just very fun, loving people. And they would invite me out and we would go out and I just built a relationship with them. And I'm like, wow, these people love to have fun. You know, they are great at connecting with people. There are people I want to hang out with. There are people I want to be, you know? Um, so I went to beauty school and um, went to beauty school in a small town, had a great, great time. Um, I worked in an Aveda salon. Here's the funny story is my parents had saved up for all this college, right? So um, beauty school was really not much for them, right? You know, <laughs> so they're like, we're, I said, I want to go to beauty school. And they're like, oh, great. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, I said, so it's not going to cost as much as a four-year school. So I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have some money set aside, right? That you've set aside for me that you can pay for my apartment so I don't have to get a job. <laughs> Look at the visionary saying more about what before. So, so we, may, we struck a deal. Um, wow. <laughs> and I started beauty school and I'm like, you know, this is a great school, but there was an Aveda concept salon down the road. And I said, hey, I want to work. I want to I wanna be a part of that because um, that seemed really neat, really cool. So I... Um, met with the owner and I worked for free. Um, um, I got out of school and then I worked for free for them. So I answered calls, I swept hair, I mopped the floor. I did a lot of different things um, to help me, you know, become a great hairdresser. So I started out doing that with Aveda plus going to my, my beauty school. We didn't have a Paul Mitchell school at the time, you know, so um, we had good education, but not great education like Paul Mitchell has. So, um, so I had to go find it elsewhere. This was wow. way back in the day. <laughs> you said something really powerful that I don't believe many people will do or ever will do because I think it's step one is you got to develop mm -hmm. courage, which we walk through those process. And then number two, work for free. Hello. What was that transforming moment that said to yourself, Nate, I'm going to go work for free. And why did you do that? That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I thought like, we're, we're so used to getting a paycheck, you know, and I had done, you know, decent with graduating high school and owning a business, you know, but um, it was all based on money coming in, you know, me absorbing the money. Like I got to have money. I got to have this. And I, when I started beauty school, I'm like, I want to do something different. You know, I want to get into what we call the flow. Right. So I want to, I got to give back to my career for it to give back to me. I can't always just be wanting and wanting and wanting and wanting. And why and did you decide something. to do that though? Because no one else decides it. Because I think you hit something so hard. I just met a brand new core class of 50 students and it turned into an hour of them telling me how much they hated where they worked and yes. how much they didn't <laughs> like their boss and yeah. how they were frustrated and struggled. And then I have team members coming to me wanting exorbitant amount of money and they haven't even proved themselves yet. They get the yeah. title and they say, well, I'm taking on all these jobs, so I should make more money. And I'm like, wait a minute, you need to prove yourself. Right. And how cool is that that you said, I'm going to work for free because I believe you could make as much money as you want. You could work for whoever you want, but mm -hmm. you've got to figure out and tap into leaders' hearts and minds to find out how they're successful. And that's really what you did. And you said, I'm going to invest in myself. That's basically what you were doing and learn from these people and work for free. So yes. what, what really clicked in your mind to say, Nate, you need to do this. Did someone suggest it or did it just pop in your mind? No, no one suggested it because um, it just popped in my mind. I'm like, what am I giving to 
to my education, you know, and, and I thought of the, when I first started beauty school, I thought of it as a four-year college degree, right? Yeah. Like, if I put in, okay, so I'm lucky I can get out in a year and have a great career, mm-hmm. but I'm going to need to put, I, you know, people go to school for four or five years and um, don't, you know, they put a lot into their education and they can have a career just like I'm going to have maybe in two or three years, you know, it's going to take a little time to build my business. So I kind of created my little four to five year plan. And I said, okay, so you're a visionary. (laughs) (laughs) I said, so it's going to take me about four years years to build my business um, to be where, um, you know, I might be like when I get out of school, if if I were to have a master's degree, you know, out of school, it's going to take me a little bit, but I'm, I'm willing to put that time in. I know that's what it's going to be. It's not, going to be instant. I'm not going to get out of beauty school and expect, um, you know, a, a, a career like someone that just got out of college uh, with a master's degree. You know, I, I understood that. It's going to take a little bit. I love this industry because it, there's no ceiling to it. Um, it there's, you know, there's a big earning potential if you put yourself into it. So the big earning potential was my moment. I'm like, how do I do that? I have to be knowledgeable. You know, I got to learn from people. I'm in education right now so my focus in this one year is educating myself you know and i'm getting a lot out of school i'm learning how to to be a good hairdresser i'm building good relationships i'm uh, learning from my instructors i'm learning you know again i didn't go to a paul mitchell school i didn't have that opportunity so i didn't have what paul mitchell offers but um i'm like i was starving for some of that so starving for the business building side of it starving for the customer service side of it, just the operations of a hair salon. How does that work? You know? So I'm like, I w- I'm going to take the time that, you know, my one year and I'm going to make the best of it as far as my education. So I'm going to try to get the most that I can. And I knew it wasn't within the classroom. I had to go out and seek, seek it out myself. Oh and my then gosh. I didn't want to go in and I didn't want to go in and be like, oh, can you pay me? I need some money, you know, which I, I was a starving student. You know, I didn't have a lot of money coming in. I just made it work, you know. Um, so, so I'm like, you know, I, um, I, I'll work for free. And she's like, really? I said, yeah, you know, I'll help you clean. I'll answer your phone. I said, I'll watch you foil. I'll watch you cut hair, you know? <laughs> and then that so, kind of opens it up to, for them to be able to pour into your life even more. I bet they really were shocked. I wonder if they've ever had anyone ever do that. You know, it, I no. mean, I tell you, it, and I look at some of my, my big leaders, uh, Sean included and Lisa and, and so many others, that they were that type of people that never asked for a raise. They just they learned from me and then they actually received the raise without even asking because they were producing and doing the work. And I just was like, wow, that's just absolutely incredible because they poured into um, themselves by learning and asking questions, asking the leader questions and sitting down. And that's exactly what you did. And I think that's part of being a visionary. If you could just train every one of our students <laughs> to think like this. And, and I really hope that they're all listening to this right now because you are blowing my mind right now of just thoughts and capabilities of what they could really do. So part of uh, being that visionary is working for free. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. You know, um, service is the rent that we pay to take space up on this earth, right? We learned that from when, I think that's yeah. one of his big sayings. And yeah. that is so true. You know, I what are we Why don't giving? people believe that? Like what made you, what's that untold story inside of you to believe that it's service? Because most people don't believe that. If you were to go on the street and say, do you believe this is true? They'd be like, no, I'm here to be served. I'm not here to serve. <laughs> yeah, so I think it goes back to when I was, depressed in sixth and seventh grade before mm-hmm. I found courage. Um, you know, I, I was, I was ridding myself, uh, you know, I was being selfish to be honest. You know, I'm like, I am not allowing, I'm not allowing people to get to know me or I'm not getting to know people, you know, I'm just like, Oh, woe is me, you know? And, um, and, and that is that, that defining moment that we have, right? Like, I got to break out of this. I got to do something. And I started, you know, joining student council, getting involved with the puppet ministry at the church, you know, doing 
things that were of service. And that brought so much joy to my heart. I built great relationships. I got out of my depression. And I think I learned, I, I know I learned a lot during, during that phase in my life is I have to give of myself to receive greatness, right? And yeah. we can't yeah. just sit around and expect it. You know, we can't be like, oh, I deserve this. You know, we have to, what are we doing to deserve it? You know, why do we deserve it? Um, what service are, are, are we giving? So, um, yeah, yeah, that was a defining moment for me. So I love uh, I, this quote. I just came up with it from what you just said is, do you want to be great? Then give. Yep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so be of service. And it is true. We have, it's a quote similar to this. The service is the rent we pay to live on this earth. And if we could all think of it that way, and there's some days I'm not going to lie that I just want to be served. You know, I'll go to my husband and it's like, hey, what can you do for me today, baby? <laughs> I need you to serve me. And, but I have to reset, retool my brain, if you will, reset my brain and say, no, you're here to serve. So every single day waking up, who can I serve? Who can I bless today? Who can I give? And that's exactly what you did. And that's part of being a visionary. So from and it's easy point, things too. Like, knowing the name of your barista you know like yeah. hey, tina thank you so much mm -hmm. you know it doesn't have to cost you money but you have to give of your time you know you have yeah. to give of your time your talent and your treasure um so though you know that's service and if, yes. if we're not giving that we're, we're not getting anything it's just it's just the just the whole flow yeah, of the universe. Even if it's the Starbucks barista, there's no greater, yeah. greater thing than uh, you saying, than someone saying your name. And it just right. means the world. And even just as simple as, you know, I work out at Planet Fitness in the morning, always looking to see who can I open the door for. And I'll even wait for them to go mm -hmm. through. And they're like, wow, I can't believe they actually helped. She helped the door this long. <laughs> hey, right. have a great day. Have a great yeah. workout. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Right. And so continue to add value. So from that point, uh, then uh, you must have decided to work in the Paul Mitchell schools then. Is that what happened? Okay. Yes. So I um, worked in the salon for a while. I met Steven, my husband. Uh, we've been together 16 years. So it's been okay. quite a while. And um, I met Steven and we didn't meet in the industry, but we were in the industry. I didn't know this, you know, but when we met and we started talking, um, he's like, hey, I'm a hairdresser. And I'm like, oh, me too. You know, <laughs> so we had a connection. And um, and then we started working in the schools together. So right. we worked for a little bit in the, the school in Missouri, in Springfield, mm -hmm. Missouri. And then when called us up and said, hey guys, would you like to move to California and work for me? And we're like, yeah, well, yes. <laughs> so, um, so we went to California and I was uh, at the time director of the Costa Mesa School and Steven started as a success coach. Um, and then it just went from there, you know, and then I became a success coach and got involved in marketing. And then um, we moved back to Kansas and I, I ran the Paul Mitchell School there for, for a long, I was the director of the Paul Mitchell School there for a long time. Yeah. In so um, yeah, just, you just start building those relationships. You start giving back, you start believing in yourselves and things happen. Um, yeah. You can't expect it to happen. We didn't expect any of this to happen. You know, it's just like if if you if you if if you're doing the right thing for the right reasons, things are going to happen. So yeah, doing the right things for the right reasons, and I let's unlock that just for a minute, too, Nate. Because what does that mean to you? Doing the right things for the right reasons. <clears throat> so you know, we all want to. And I hear it a lot, you know, people are like, man, I, I'm unhappy in my career. I want to do this or I want to do that, you know? So um, I believe when we make that in first initial decision, we made it for a reason, you know? So when I started at the radio station when I was 16 years old, I didn't really know what my career path was going to be with the radio station. It was a great one, but um, I made that for a reason, right? Yeah. I may not know what the reason is, but I made the decision to go up to my um, 
you know, members of the church that I knew and asked them to, to work the board that day, you know? So I knew I made a decision. I never forgot why I started there, right? I never forgot that. And things just start happening from that point forward. Meaning, um, you can't forget why you started doing what you're doing because when you forget, the reason goes away. And you may not know the reason. I mean, I didn't know the reason for a couple of years. You may not know the reason you started doing what you're doing, but there was a reason you started it. And you got to always remember that reason. And mm -hmm. hey, I, I was put here for a reason. And what is that reason? And then part of, the, part of the, knowing what your reason is, is being positive in what you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Being completely positive in, in what you're doing and never forgetting why you started doing what you're doing. I, um, you know, I've seen many, 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 many graduates um, in the Palmetto schools and I still keep in touch. I love Facebook because I still keep in touch with a lot of them. You know, <laughs> they're like, hey, Nate, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Aww. And those students and those individuals, um, I remember them in core and it's like they had a reason to be there. And, they, and, and even when they graduated, they were still just as excited as the day that they started in core. Mm -hmm. They didn't allow the, any, someone to influence their reason. They didn't allow um, not just someone, but things to influence their reason. They made it work. And um, you know, I, I remember them as being excited, um, as excited in graduating and then you know, I, I had one of my students from Costa Mesa and I haven't, you know, the, he graduated 10 years ago and he called me for advice the other day. He's like, hey, Nate. And he was just as excited as he was when he started CORE, you know, and he's had, he's had this incredible career and this incredible opportunity to open a salon in New York and he lives in Arkansas, you know? So oh, he's like, I, and, and I'm like, oh my God, that is so incredible, you know? And, yeah. and we started talking about it. But one of the things that, I understood was his excitement and he's been in the industry for over 10 years was just as he never forgot his purpose, his reason, his excitement was just as much as the day that he started core. And we have to keep that excitement. And when we see, and when we have that excitement and we do not allow our environment to influence us, um, great things happen. Yeah. We don't forget our reason, you know? <laughs> okay, so uh, to be a visionary, you got to develop courage. Number two, you have to work for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Number three, do the right things for the right reasons. You, oh my gosh, I wish you were talking to the brand new future professionals in my school that I spoke to a couple of days ago because as I was saying, they were all, not all, many of them kept asking, you know, how should they be? in their environment because they were really disappointed and I like to say disenchanted with what was happening in the current salon that they're working at while they're in school or current employment, whether it was in the salon or not. And I said the same exact thing because you started for a reason. Right. What, what made not a season. Start. <laughs> yes. So I'm sure you didn't just go in there and haphazardly and just, you know, take the job without, thinking that they were a great company and exactly. started there for a reason. And you do something that I think is so incredible, Nate. You always leave a place better than you found it. You always have to. leave That's, a place. Yeah. yeah, because you really believe and you're like, yeah, I have to. But this is an untold story because no <laughs> one says that. Everyone just text quits. And and I don't know who came up with this of I'm going to give you two weeks notice because that, I, where did that come from? First of all, because I don't think there's any position in any company in this world that could be filled in two weeks. First of all, no. I might find a couple of candidates within the next two months. And so I always have tried to tell my team, please don't give me two weeks. Give me two years. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Two and the two weeks notice costs the company so much money, yes. you know? Um, and again, it's the flow of the universe. Like they have provided you so much as an individual, you know, they provided you money. They provide, yeah. they paid your bills. You know, you've worked hard for that money and then you're quitting them and it's going to cost the company 
probably what they paid you to replace you and you quit in two weeks. I never understood that either, Tina. That's kind of a... <laughs> I think uh, that's an untapped story in itself. Yeah. And I know uh, business owners right now are, are clapping their hands right now and saying, yes, we need to change this <laughs> for sure. Because trust me, when I tell you, when I have a staff member that starts and they want to do something bigger and better than what is happening in our company, I'm going to be the first one to hold their hands and help them to become successful and so I want to be there for them so let's let's find and train your replacement to be better than you you mentioned earlier and I love that about you Nate and so what's you know what's that untapped part of do the right things for the right reasons and uh, be positive in what you're doing and so that's the other thing I was telling these uh, students in my school Um, how can you get back to having that great attitude? And I believe you hit it on the head. You said something, you said, you've got to not allow someone or things to influence you. How do people do that? Because I can imagine, and and I have this mantra of pray, don't say, and I'm not always successful Mm -hmm. uh, because many times if I'm challenged with someone in my companies or in my life, I run straight to my husband to complain about them and then he gets all riled up we're both riled up <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> now turned into something that it shouldn't have turned into yeah. <laughs> right? and so because i allowed even though he's my husband uh-huh. like, him to influence my mindset mm-hmm. when i should have just prayed and allowed god to transform that person or that moment so that i didn't get myself when you complain you remain right, right. and so get myself all in a tizzy so what's that, what is that moment in time that caused you to be able to do that, Nate? So not in allowing someone to influence your decisions. So I think it's, it's, it's a decision you make, you know, it's a, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm not perfect by any means. You know, I, yeah, I, I have, I have the, the, the same story, you know, with Stephen and I, we worked for the same company. So we decided one day we're like, because, you know, we would banter back and forth and then it just became bigger and bigger and bigger. One little bitty thing exploded. So yeah. we, ha- we made our mind up um, is, you know, we drove to road to work together. We worked side by side for 15 years, you know, so we rode to work together and did things a, a lot together. And um, we made a decision is we can what we can do for ourselves and our well-being and have an incredible relationship we can talk about it. You got to talk about what's going on. You know, we mm-hmm. all have stuff going on. You, you got it. Your partner is there to hear that. Right. Um, but when that garage door opens, so when we get off the highway and we, we open our garage door, we have to be about, it has to be about us. You know, it has to be about our relationship. And we broke it down into four areas. You know, it has to be about the four areas were career, relationships, spirituality, and physical activity you know so what are those four areas that we're feeding ourselves on a daily basis and we're holding each other accountable for and we're balanced in because again we have a decision to make every day Um, we we have the same amount of hours i know we've all heard this but we have the same amount of hours that everyone else does so we have a decision that we can make to balance those out and it's equally as important to balance those four areas out in your relationship whether you're working for them or not because your partner wants what's best for you and, and when they see you emotional all the time yeah. they get emotional you right. know and they only want what's best for you you know and that's our that's our gut instinct that's our human reaction is oh my gosh they're doing that oh oh wow i can't believe that you know (laughs) Um, but when you have those four areas and when you have those four areas balanced it tends to bring on a little different meaning in your life and i think the thing that we deal with in today's world is technology right so we're on social media and that gets my blood pressure rising sometimes when I'm looking at it. You know, I'm like, what am I doing to myself? You know, <laughs> who am I following? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so one of the things I'm, I'm super passionate about is um, meaningful meals. And what that simply is, is bringing Sunday back 
right? Remember on Sunday, I grew up in a small town. I grew up Southern Baptist. You know, we had our fried chicken and our Sunday meal and we brought the preacher over and we had great conversations, you know? Mm. We don't, do we do that anymore? You know? So I think it's about being around people that are going to lift you up and allowing people to lift you up and not always talking about what's wrong, not talking about the 10% that's wrong in your life. And when we sit around a table and we have a meaningful meal, we're celebrating the 90% that's happening. We're celebrating each other. We're celebrating, you know, our vision and where we want to go. And we're celebrating where our friends have went or our family has went, you know, um, it's, and I know I went all over the board with this, but it's all about, it's all about coming together and changing our mindset and getting off social media, not completely off, but do it once a day, you know, follow the people you want to follow. Don't follow the negative people. Don't follow those individuals, um, that, that make you feel or ah, you know, (laughs) follow someone that makes you feel. Okay, so this is big. Okay, so we, I came up with number four is, um, I think I'm going to change it to be meaningful, which is meaningful would be being balanced. And I think this takes us into, you know, you lost 70 pounds. And I know Mm -hmm. that was a big part of it. Talk about that untold story, because that's really, really huge. And you also mentioned meaningful meals, which I think it's so profound. My husband and I went to dinner on a date last night because we're babysitting my grandson. My uh, daughter and her husband went on a little mini vacay. And so we're babysitting. And then his mom came to watch the baby so we could go to dinner on a date. And I said, oh my gosh, I really wish that waitresses or waiters would come up to the table and say, here's a basket. And this is for your iPhones or your cell phones. Put the, put the cell phones in there. And uh, by the way, the first person that reaches for their phone will have to pay for the meal. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, couldn't that be great? There you go. If you're a restaurant and you're listening to this, you should implement this. Because here I was catching myself and getting on my cell phone to answer some texts. And yeah, it was an important text. It, you know, I knew I needed to take care of it, but did I really have to do it right then? Mm-hmm. No, I no, could have had not. a meaningful meal yep. with my boyfriend, you know, and I yep. didn't, you know, and so when I, I talk about that, I'm going to really, you know, develop that, make that decision. It's a good habit to be able to put my phone aside so I can have mm-hmm. a meaningful meal. And so talk through that process. Let me hear your story of losing 70 pounds and what you're doing right now. You're getting a nutrition degree. Is that correct? It is. So, um, yeah. One of the things, I weighed 320 pounds on May the 4th. Can you believe that? No. I was having a lot of meals. <laughs> and how tall are you, Nate? I'm 6'4". Yes, so um, I hit it well. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was a big guy. Um, I went shopping uh, the, the day before, and I had to buy like a, I was a 3XL, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, Steve and I are pretty social. We go out, uh, we have a lot of friends and we do a lot of things. We're involved with organizations and, you know, there's always something going on, mm-hmm. you know, so part of those something revolves around food. Right. And I, I just, um, I just ate whatever, whenever I didn't have a plan and it just started going up and up and up and up and up and up. And I remember it was May 4th, we were out with some of our good friends and we had had two events that day and we ended up on, on the back patio. And um, <clears throat> I didn't think I was a big drinker or anything like that, you know, but it was the three of us that ended up on the back patio and there were like three or four bottles of wine. And I looked around and I'm like, what just happened? What did we just do? And as I started taking inventory, um, I'm like, wow, I do that. I did that Thursday night. I did that Friday night. You know, um, I did that last weekend, the weekend before I ate whatever. I just, I, I went to bed not feeling good. I went to bed just blah. So I made up my mind on May the 5th, the day I woke up uh, from the May the 4th, the realization going to bed, like, what am I doing to myself? You know, um, May the 5th, I made up my mind. I said, I have got to do something different. 
um, I had been a year ago, I went to the doctor and got a blood work done and I had sleep apnea. So I had to wear a mask to bed every night. I had high cholesterol. They were getting ready to put me on medication. And I had other elements that um, the doctor was concerned about, you know? So um, that May 5th, well, I was like, I have to do something. So that day I decided to um, do something. And I did a cleanse. That's what worked for me. You know, I had to cleanse my body. You know, I had to completely take out toxins and get my gut in check and cleanse my body. So that's what worked for me. For 16 days, that's what I focused on. Now, I was the guy that woke up in the morning and drank a cup of coffee. And then on my way to work um, or, you know, wherever I was going to start my day, I would get a Starbucks venti, venti nitrogen cold brew. <laughs> and then I would um, go to lunch every day because I didn't prepare anything. So I would take someone to lunch with me and we would, you know, go somewhere and get waited on and eat off the menu. And I was craving usually the unhealthiest thing on the menu. Yeah. So I'd order that. And then two o'clock I was like, boom crashed right so i would go back to starbucks i would get a venti nitrogen cold brew and uh to get me throughout the through the day you know and then usually have an event or do something that evening with friends or you know colleagues whatever uh do something that evening so i was just i've been doing this for a while and i was not 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 at all healthy so um may 5th i didn't i haven't drank a i haven't touched a cup of coffee since may 5th i made up my mind to yeah. stop so yeah. I haven't touched a cup of coffee. I went 16 days on a cleanse. I had to cleanse myself. Mm -hmm. So um, my focus, again, was no longer food. So I, I, I really learned what primary foods were, right? Outside of what you feed yourself on a daily basis, yeah. you have to feed yourself career, relationships, spirituality, and physical activity. Mm -hmm. So these 16 days, that's all I, I had to focus on were those four things. Because I wasn't eating. And think of how much time eating takes up. You know, yes. the decisions we make every day, I probably spent four hours deciding and eating <laughs> and I got my four hours back. So really started focusing on, on my primary foods. So started getting those back in check. You know, I'd lost track of those and, um, the 16 days ended, I had done very good. You know, I'd lost some weight, um, but not just, it's not about the weight loss. It's not just the weight that I lost. It's mm -hmm. how I put myself back into check, how I got Nate back because I had lost Nate, you know? Um, so I, I balanced those four areas out again. And then I started juicing. Uh, that's, that works for me. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all individual, our own individual identity about what works for us in our diet. But right. what worked for me was juicing. So I did 30, 45 days of juicing. Um, so I would drink juice every day, four or five times a day, a juice that I made with vegetables and fruit. Um, and that just started redefining my, my body, you know? Mm. And I went back to the doctor. I don't have sleep apnea anymore. I do not have to wear a mask to bed ever again, as long as I stay this healthy. <laughs> and that was huge. Yeah. Because think having to wear a mask to go to bed. You lost this seventy pounds in one year. In about uh, about six months. Oh, yep. six months. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> that was fast. But it was determination. You know, I was I I wanted to do it, and um, so no longer wear a mask. I do not have high cholesterol. My cholesterol is absolutely normal. Stephen was pre-diabetic, and he went on this journey with me as well. He has zero signs of diabetes. Um, yeah. So, so we just went on this journey. And, and one of the things I asked myself is, okay, Nate, how are you going to keep this off? You know, what are you going to do to, to live a healthy life? Yeah. And for me, things I do, I like to help people out. I like to educate people. But I'm like, you know, I can Google all day long and I get five different answers when I Google something, you know, how to get rid of slippy apnea. I think I had 10 answers, you know, how to lose weight. I had 500 answers, you know, yeah. I said, so I need to educate myself. And during my journey, everyone, you know, I posted on Facebook and social media and 
and I see people out and they're like, oh, what have you done? Um, and they're like, can you help me? You know, and I had so many people reach out like, can you help me? I'm going through the same thing, you know? Um, so I said, I would love to help you. You know, this is what I did. But then I'm like, I need to get an education in this because I have a passion for saving not only myself, but really helping others, you know? Being able to, how do I make this my lifestyle? How do I influence myself to continue down this pathway? And also by doing that, how can I help someone else out, mm -hmm. you know? So um, that's, that was my motivation for, go, for uh, being a, becoming a student at the uh, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. I love and, it. So you started your own yeah. business. It's called uh, www.getwellliving.com. Mm -hmm. So talk yeah. about that. And, sure. uh, and also, how do we get involved with you to be able to do this? Now, um, something that I love that you're doing nutrition classes because that's something obviously I've never done. And we, I've hired a nutritionist. My, my mm -hmm. son has his own um, business, online business as well. Mm -hmm. He has a nutritionist, which I think is really awesome. One of the things I struggle with is um, I was diagnosed with diverticulosis. Not okay. this but losses and uh -huh. so I struggle with it. So I have to be really meaningful too with what I put yeah. into my body. Otherwise I blow up and look like I'm pregnant at 55, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> so right. do you funny thing about that? Maybe you can diagnose me and help me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so my, so I launched a website and I'm, it's still a work in progress. I'm new to this, um, this area. But um, I, I have some blog posts on. Um, I'm doing groups. So you can join a group of about 10 people. Um, and I, I even, even seeing what you're doing with masterminds and all of that, mm -hmm. I think groups are where it's at. Yes. Because you, you create a support system. Support and everyone is different. I call it bio-individuality. It's a concept that no one diet or lifestyle works for everyone. People have their own unique needs and will have a way of eating and living that works best for them. Mm -hmm. Your perfect diet could create someone to gain weight or be lethargic or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So we're going to dive into bio-individuality on these groups. And it's, it's for 30 days. We meet at the same time. So you can sign up for Tuesdays at 6 p.m. or Wednesdays at 7, you know, what, which, whatever fits your schedule and we'll limit to just 10 people. It's free as I, while I'm a student, it's free right now. So you just, oh, I have the code on there. Uh, yeah, it's, um, graduate. <laughs> exactly. Now when I graduate, no, it's a uh, free group is the code and it's right on my website, but you can sign up for a group. And then what we'll start doing is we'll talk about, um, we'll, we'll talk about some areas like bio-individuality. So understanding what works for you, mm. um, you know, me doing a cleanse and doing juicing may not work for you, you know, but we'll kind of outline all of the different ideas that I'm learning right now. And um, we'll also talk about primary foods. Uh, so primary foods is about um, lifestyle. So career relationships, spirituality, physical activity, and other lifestyle factors. Mm. You know, it's not just what we eat is part yeah. of our health. It's how, like what we've been talking about this entire hour, how we define ourselves right so right. We'll, that's a big big portion um heal yourself with yourself is another thing that we'll talk about so um given half the chance your body will heal itself so we'll talk about you know i had sleep apnea we'll talk about our groups and some of the things that they're going through and give a little bit of insight in what foods influence some of those healing processes um, we'll also talk about fitting out um, one of the hardest things for me when I was juicing and as I'm cleansing is I still went out with my friends. We still had a great time. Yeah. I did not drink. I went, I did not drink for 90 days. I think it, it had zero liquor. I'll have a glass of wine now. One, not yeah. five bottles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the hardest thing for me was fitting out, right? Because I didn't fit in. I told mm -hmm. myself, oh, you don't fit in. You're not eating. And, you know, my friends would be like, oh, this is weird. I said, well, let's have different conversations, you know? Let's have a different conversation uh, other than what's on the menu. So we started having different conversations which were exceptional. So I want to talk about that in our groups. You know, how do you have those different conversations? How do you fit out, right, while you're, while you're going on this journey? 
And then we'll talk about how, um, how food changes everything. Uh, we'll talk about the law of um, geographic proximity. So that's where you do the intuitive eating. I don't know if you've heard of that concept, but it will be intimate, 10 people um, that you can join and it's free while I'm a student. <laughs> I love and I, it. I just, I just want to start the conversation because that's what really helped me is to get a support group, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So I want to build that. And I don't find them out there very much, so I wanted to create one. And you can sign up for my newsletter, which is called Meaningful Food. So if you go to my website, sign up for my newsletter. Steven's going to join me on this. He's an absolutely incredible cook. So um, he will be creating the menus and I'll be creating the conversations. But it's something that, yeah, that you can. So we'll send you menus and different things once a month. And we encourage you to get your friends and family together at least once a month. Have an incredible, healthy dinner that will help you, mm. help you with and meaningful conversations. Yeah. So it's going to be a meal that matters. And it's all about bringing Sunday back, you know? <laughs> Let's bring Sunday back. So we're going to help you with that. So we're developing the tools and stuff. And if you sign up for our newsletter, um, you'll get that on a monthly basis. It'll be just one, but it'll be, hey, here's a meal you can prepare with your friends and family. You all do it together. It's an experience. And then when you're at the dinner table, here are some things you can talk about. You know, and there'll, there'll yeah. be positive, meaningful things that uh, help help you retrain your, your brain. So. That's so cool. I uh, always buy these card decks that have quest yeah. meaningful questions. Uh -huh. And family's like, oh, no, here she comes with her card deck. Yep, us too, yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you have unmeaningful conversations. And exactly. it's like, okay, we're going to play this game. You know, like, yes. oh, God, here comes mom. But, yeah. but at the end, I bet they love it. They do. They're so yeah. glad that I do it. But, you know, they're in the beginning. They're, oh, mom, you know, <laughs> my husband too, but then they love it. I agree. We haven't launched it yet, but it's funny you say we're putting together, um, because our whole thing is not, and I'm putting this out there, we, we are getting it developed right now, but our entire philosophy is, is technology free when you're with an individual and having a meal. It makes, and, and I'm guilty of it. I'm, again, I learned this through doing it, right? It, I'm not judging. I was guilty of this, but now I'm more aware of it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, you'd be at a restaurant and everyone's on their phone, you know, mm -hmm. and you would even see people, I know they're on their first date. And yeah. They're on their phone. I'm like, what the heck? What's going on? You know, and I look at Stephen and I, and we're like, oh, let's check it really quick, you know? So we, we're going to put together... Uh, six, it's meaningful meal box. So you can order a box of cards that have the meals and everyone has an assignment. And then you have the conversation cards, right? But it's the box is it will be designed to put your phone in. So everyone has to put their phone in the box. And it's something that you can have because we don't want you online trying to print out the recipes and everyone on their phone trying to scroll and find it. You know, yeah. so it's something that you can actually have physically delivered to you. So um, that's something we're working on. But, oh, um, of course, because you're a visionary, yeah. so you're thinking ahead. Yeah. <laughs> In my mind, all I could think about, because I love Green Chef, getting the meal. Oh, yeah. I think you were kind of the one who actually introduced me to that concept. Uh -huh. I saw you on social media, and I'm like, yeah. oh, Nate's doing this. I'm going to do it, too. Yeah, it's great. And so I did it for quite a while. Of course, mm -hmm. I travel too much right now, so I can't. But yeah. I can see that um, people ordering that. This is absolutely brilliant, Nate. I love this concept that you have. And so let's, let's. I know we only have a little bit of time left for this call. <laughs> Unfortunately, we need to have you back um, okay. on the show. But uh, to be a visionary, uh, number one, we said develop courage. We came up with great ideas for that. Number two, work for free, which I thought was awesome. Number three, do the right thing for the right reasons. Number four, and we've been talking about this, be meaningful, which includes balance in all the areas of your life. So you're definitely singing uh, my, uh, exactly what I've been talking about for a long time of making sure you're balanced in all areas of your life mm -hmm. as well. But being meaningful in each of those areas, intentional is another word mm -hmm. um, in those areas. What else um, would you say is a great way to be a visionary? What makes you always think, about more, more, and more before. What else can yeah. you do to be that person? Be okay with no. Mm. 
Talk about that. Yeah. So, you know, 2016 was another kind of defining moment in my life is I made a decision to move on in my career. And um, during that process, um, I got told no a lot. And I'm like, wouldn't you want me? <laughs> you know, and no, no, no. And that has opened up a lot of different opportunities for me, right? But I wasn't okay with it at first. You know, I went through a, a depression, like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, no one wants me. What have I done in my life? You know, I'm, you know, I'm almost 40 now and, and I'm starting a new stage in my life. What did I do? You know? Um, so, so I had to get okay with, with, with the word no, mm -hmm. but I had to look at that word. No is not yet. Like that door is closing because, and it's hard in the moment, you know, when that door closes and you're very, you, you want that opportunity and that door closes, mm -hmm. you have to, you have no choice, but well, you have a choice. You can be okay with it or set in it. You know, I chose a couple of doors that closed to just set in it, you know, <laughs> and that didn't serve me. But then I'm like, okay, so they're saying no, but it just means not yet. And I am very thankful today, sitting where I am today, I am very thankful those doors did not open. You know, very grateful. And um, what I learned is no just means not yet. Uh, because we get caught up in the word no, and then we get down on ourselves, and we're like, oh, I'm not good enough, or no one wants me. Yeah. Go find some other people to hang out with. Go find people that want you. They're out there. Go find them yeah. because that opens up opportunities. No, that, that's amazing. That's something I've had to learn too, Nate, because um, I'm a DISC trainer, D-I-S-C. It's a personality assessment. Mm -hmm. trainer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I know for sure you're a high I like I am. And the biggest uh, fear of someone who's a high I, if mm -hmm. you will, is fear of rejection, of being yep. rejected. Right. And so I've had to like train my brain. I think it just goes back to what you were saying. Make the, make the decision, make the habit of saying, be okay with no. And because it just means not yet, which is so true because I've had so many things, so many dreams on my dream boards mm -hmm. that didn't happen. And I was really frustrated, but I had to train my brain to say, you know what? God's uh, protecting you right now, Tina because he knows you're not ready for that. And he doesn't want you to walk in that door because right. it's not exactly what it was supposed to be, what you thought it was, because exactly. I have something higher for you, something bigger mm -hmm. for you. And I love that you said, be okay with no, that's beautiful. You have Anything to be. Else you, you know, the one thing that I think when things started opening up is when I started focusing, like these last six months for me has been apps, you know, has been great because I have, things in check. I'm not perfect. You know, there's not a, you know, I went through a drive through the other day, you know, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Yeah. So, um, so when I started putting, putting those areas in check, you know, I, we've talked about them a lot, career, mm -hmm. spirituality, relationships, and physical activity. When I started putting those things in check, things start to open up for you. Because when I, my, when I have my thoughts and my processes in check, and I, I, I have quiet time, I, you know, schedule myself for social media, I um, go to the gym, you know, I make an effort to do those things. It's like God is saying, okay, you're ready for some of these opportunities, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's, you know, be okay with no, but also find out what you need to work on with yourself. And we all have stuff that we have to work on and do it, you know? work on those. If you got to go to the gym, go to the gym. If you need to get healthy, if you need to lose weight, like I had to start that journey, you know, and when you start doing those things, things start to open up for you. Things that, that is, is meant to be will open up. Wow. Okay. So you made me think of something really big. Here's an untold story <laughs> because I think that's, I think that should be number six because it's getting ready for opportunities. And I was thinking of my son when he was playing football and mm -hmm. so even though he rarely played in college, 
but he was always getting ready to play. He was in practice and mm -hmm. he had to learn a thousand plays. He had to learn mm -hmm. a thousand plays. And so, but he was always ready. Like as soon as the coach is going to put me in, I'm ready to go in. Right. But what he didn't realize, you know, get being okay with no was that was actually preparing him for the field that he's in now. So no matter right. what job you're in right now, it's preparing you to propel mm -hmm. forward. So give, everything you have make sure you leave it better than you found it be a visionary yes. like nate here and get ready for the next opportunity and that includes all areas of your life professional physical intellectual emotional mm -hmm. spiritual so constantly exactly. retraining yourself retraining your habits but being aware of sitting down in that quiet time and i do the same thing is i'll spend my quiet time you know god what is it that's not pleasing to you that I need to change in my life? And so, and he'll tell you, like, if you're oh, quiet, he'll tell you. You're ready. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not ready for that one. <laughs> it's true, but it's, it's like that fight, you know, between, mm -hmm. you know, our humanness, you know, and yeah. God says we really are and our true identity. So I love I love this, Nate. And how do we find you? Um, just getwellliving.com and yeah, getwellliving.com. If okay. you can also email me, I'll give you my email address. Okay. That's natemetter at me.com, N-A-T-E-M-E-A-D-O-R at M-E.com. Um, and I would love to, you know, if I would love to help, I'm here to help, you know, I'm here to serve. Of course. So, um, yeah. Visionary. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I would love to share my story with you and, you know, how, how it has impacted my life um, and things that work and things that didn't work, you know, yeah. <laughs> and being okay with the things that don't work. So no, this is outstanding. I really honestly cannot thank you enough, Nate, for being on the show. And I wish we had more time because there's so much more I want to unpack with you as well. But I think we really untapped a lot of untold stories here, which I think oh, 100%. is 100%. <laughs> And so Nate Medor, N-A-T-E-M-E-A-D-O-R at me, M-E dot com. And you can mm -hmm. also get a hold of him and join his free newsletter right now. Won't That's be right. for long. www.getwellliving.com. Subscribe now and uh, learn how to have meaningful meals. That's right. <laughs> meals that matter. Meals that matter. I love it, Nate. Thank you so much for being Thank on the you. show. Any last piece of advice that you want to give our listeners today? So um, I think the last, and, and that's a good question. Um, I think the last piece of advice is um, when you start paying attention to yourself, others start paying attention to you. Wow. When you start paying attention to yourself, others will pay attention to you. Wow. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.